I've always associated white guilt to come from white supremacy. Mm. And that's not to say that white people are white supremacists. Right, right. But when you talk about what white supremacy is and what racism is and what how that filters down into the fabric of America to our daily, everyday lives today, it can make white people who don't want to be associated with that feel away. Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. <laughs> Walker! We've been Watch a cool! Peace and blessings, beloveds. We're all here. Blacks in the studio with us. We want to shout out all of our listeners both new and old we hope you guys are doing well and thank you for tuning in to the latest and greatest get walker how are you i am tremendous and why is that i'm here with you guys man this is a highlight of my week is it is that sad or what i mean it can be okay no it's just it's cool i don't take i don't take for granted these opportunities to record with y'all man so it's it's uh somewhat therapeutic for me. So thank you. Why so therapeutic? Just cause I get to I get to I, I mean I, I get an outlet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, the listeners will never hear half of the stuff, but y'all judge me a lot, but it's still cool. <laughs> 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 but it's I feel like it's in a healthy, life giving way, if that makes any sense. But no, I just it's just cool. I just feel like this has become a safe space for me to let my steam off and uh, just kind of, you know that that one more opportunity to be me. So, so you're I, not yourself throughout the week. Not always, man. Why not? Because uh, you know sometimes <clears throat> you have to adapt. Sometimes you have to code switch. Sometimes you have to find a better version of yourself. Timeout. Thirty second or full. Full. Okay. Um. You code switch. <laughs> Yes, Walker. Even I code switch. Like, you code switch like. Just I, tell me where you're going. Just wait, tell me where you're going. Nah, Land guess, the plane. I'm just trying to understand. Like, code switch implies that you you turn off a certain way that you act. So, are you saying that that? How are you now? <laughs> I I'm 100 percent Ronnie G. This is me. But you code switch here. Do I really? Yes. When have I code switched here? Your PC. How do you know that's a code switch? How do I know that's a, a code switch? So I'm saying if if your PC here, you code switch. How do you code switch when you're not f- with us? Well, it, it, that's that's the thing. Like, I'm not as free flowing with a lot of my thoughts, feelings and emotions. Not as free flowing. But even, okay. even then, when I present them. I feel like depending on the audience, there's only so much I can divulge. Okay. Right? So, in other words, you kind of withhold your internal thoughts when you're not here. Yeah. yeah. That's not necessarily code switching. Okay. Well, Walker, 
Let me sit on the red carpet and tell me what the difference is. Will you read me a story, Walker? <laughs> I don't care if it's just me in Mortal Kombat, man. This stuff is funny. Why? So why are you so tremendous this week? Uh, just from top to bottom, uh, just a really good week. Uh, I had some goals set for this week. Didn't accomplish them all, but the ones that I did accomplish were major. Good for you. Yeah, man. Also, I know how you like to uh, shout out our listeners, new and old. If I could, uh, I want to shout out one of our new YouTube subscribers, Clark Family Gaming. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was shaking my okay so so this doesn't mean anything to you <laughs> this means nothing to you nothing, huh absolutely okay uh no nah, i appreciate appreciate the subscription there uh <laughs> don't know why but because i haven't put anything out there in weeks it's a super bowl but anyway um we'll still take it right <laughs> super bowl was last week right no no all right How have you been walker agitated now <laughs> Agitated. <laughs> Do tell. I asked you for one thing. One thing. What did you ask me for, Walker? Let I, our listeners know. Bring them I into asked this. You for one thing. So we're we're doing some things here in the studio, and we got this table, and we, me and this guy, are supposed to move this table tomorrow, right? <sighs> yeah, right? Yeah, Walker. Oh, oh, so that's the energy you give me now? I'm triggered. But you triggered? Why are yeah. you so triggered? You're, let's, talk, let's get into how you're, you're triggered. You're about to go somewhere I don't want to go. But, well, you know, let's go. Hey, no, we're there. My seatbelt is on. <laughs> we're there. Let's go. All right. How much stuff, like how much does this, how much does this table weigh, you think? Probably 20 pounds of max. Max. You really, like, are you, oh, come on, Mike. What, what happened? Uh, this table, this table probably is straight up. It's probably like between 100 and 150 pounds. Okay. All right. It's not 200 like y'all were saying it was. Y'all are y'all being like extra on that estimate. Very extra. And it's bulky. Next question. I don't, I don't even know. You don't even know what? I don't even. That's how much I don't know. I can't even finish what I'm saying. Yeah, because I won't be helping with the table. You didn't even offer. You didn't even ask him to come help. I asked him after the fact. That's what I told no, him. He hadn't asked me. That's, I, I didn't think I, he I, did. Because Black. Cause you actually said he didn't ask. He just said, no, me and Walker got it, right? Before, exactly. No, 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 Black. Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Before you got here, Black was uh, Black had a lot of questions about the ability of you and I moving this table. And so it was then I started to think, well, maybe this table's heavier than I thought it was. And then I said, hey, Black, what are you doing tomorrow? You said no, I that? I don't remember that. Of course I, not, because I, I you were talking. I remember the first thing out of my mouth was, do you have a hand truck? Right. No, no, no. You never mentioned that before we got on. Because you weren't we here, Walker. No, no, no. You didn't mention that after I said, so you and me are going to lift it. And you were like, yeah, we're going to lift it. That's when he told me he has stuff to do tomorrow. So, I, yeah, it's I, just us. I did not say that. <laughs> but I, but I, I was had never to, a part of the equation. I had to, Wait, wait, wait. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Because I did ask you that. I did ask you what you're doing tomorrow. Now you kept talking about the dynamics of this table, this bulky table, as y'all call it. What I'm saying to you is, 
I never knew any of that or that you hadn't that it was just me and you. Just me and you. You me was, and you got it. And you looked at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, because I, I really feel like the two of us can move the we're moving at less than 20 feet. I think we can move this. You and I have moved heavier things together. Right? See, this is how much you lie. This is how much you lie. Like, you can't. I, I, I <laughs> like, that sounds good. That sounds so good, what you just said, but you can't name it. I can't even think of it. Walker. What? Walker. What? We, really you, <laughs> helped two ladies in distress last week when their car battery is dead. Right? What do we lift? It doesn't matter. All I'm saying is you're a resourceful person. You and I can figure out how to lift this table. I, th- I think you should bookmark this until next week and give us a follow-up on what happened. Tune in next week, uh, listeners, to hear how the table relocation went. How the and table I guarantee- turns. <laughs> that's, that's good, Black. I guarantee you, even though Walker may not admit, he will not admit it, it's not going to be as bad as Black and Walker have predicted. Ooh. That is my proclamation for this for this project. <laughs> We have yet to lift this thing. Okay. So you just don't know. That's my whole point. Oh, How I, do you know? I know. Okay. I know. Have you heard of optimism before Walker? Have you ever heard of delusion? Yeah. Okay. What's the difference? I've got the O word. You've got the D word. I think you have them both. No one asked you, Black. You're not free tomorrow. You're delusional too because you've, 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 Assumed you asked him. You assumed I you've, did ask you've him whether he heard it or not is on you him. You assume that we've lifted heavier you know things how y'all together. Tell me stuff and I tune out. You saying black can't do that? Uh, no. Thank but you. he said that you didn't ask him that. I would think he would know if he, you've asked him that. He was not listening. How so? How does it feel? <laughs> right now, it doesn't feel too good to be honest. It don't matter, Walker. We got this, dude. All right. We got this. I trust you, buddy. I trust you, buddy. That's what I wish I heard pre-pod. Have you uh, have you got tell, told us how you're doing? Because I asked you that. Uh, I'm a little agitated. You're still agitated? Yeah. You thought it got better? You thought that? it got better after that <laughs> foolishness of a conversation we just had? <laughs> Thanks for calming me down. I can depend. I know who to call. All right. So, so people, listeners, if you're keeping score at home, uh, if you've got black friends like me, do not encourage them to seek. So why is it about like black friends? Why is it your black friends? Because this is the context of what we're talking about. There's no, there's what, does no, there's no, do, what does it have to do with the color of our skin? There's no one else in here. But why does it have to be black? Like we're just people, right? Are we just your friends? Why does it have to be black male perspective? Why can't you be respected from a male? From males. You're not helping the agitation at this point. I don't know. Why? Because I'm dropping facts? Uh oh. No, finally. <laughs> so I'll repel that question and ask you the same thing. So, anyway, when you think highly of your black male friends, another way for not answering the question, but go ahead. Be cautious because they may return that energy with negative thoughts. I thought I was supposed to be the self deprecating one. Walker, we got this, dude. We're gonna move this table this about it. Self-deprecation. Here. I didn't say we couldn't. I was like, do you, how do you know we're gonna do it? And how? Why are you because volunteering me Caesar without Walker, the assistance of Black Caesar Walker? Look at me. I believe in you, bro. If I didn't believe in you, I'd have somebody else sitting across from the table, moving it. 
we can do this. I would actually be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be tripping. In fact, someone was going to do that, but of course, the table got here a little earlier than we thought, right? Right? And so the tables turn. See what you did there. Good job. <coughs> Excuse me. You okay? Yeah, all this uh, rhetoric has got me choked up a little bit. <laughs> you can laugh out loud, Black. It's okay. This Actually, it was, it was a cough, not necessarily a choke. But who's, you know, whatever. Um, so you're good. I'm tremendous. You're tremendous? You're agitated. Yeah. Together, we're tremendously agitated. Do the next one. That was a good one. Was it? <laughs> if we need a new name, Walker, that is my candidate. <laughs> so I'm the agitated one? I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Well, it sounds like you're, you're at your tipping point right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Black. We, I don't like Oh, so you didn't like that one? No. You didn't like that one? I, I'm uncomfortable. Eh. What does that mean? What does it, that mean? It means I'm ready to talk about something else. What would you like to talk about? I want to talk to you about film. What about it? I want to talk like to you. Like film on your teeth? What kind of, what do you mean by film? Cinematic film. Okay. All right. Is that good enough? Sure. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. All right. Let's do it. It's Black right. History Month. We're in the it's a good time to talk about it. Final right? days of, the, of Black History Month. Um... Who, how are we going to do this? You want me to ask you questions? You want to ask me questions? I, thought, I mean, we're just going to have a discussion. Okay. I'm just going to have a discussion. Um, It took me a few days to watch it, of course. Okay. Because I watched it at the end of the, like, the day. Okay. Um, Overall thoughts, though. You loved it. I think Ryan Coogler, he executive produced it. Yeah, I think. he didn't direct this one. Who's the director? Can't think of the name right now. Have, but, um, but that's why black. we have Black, yes. right? I'm so glad he's here. I'm, this is a good idea on your behalf, Walker. Yeah, we should have asked him to move the table with us tomorrow, too, but whatever. Go, go ahead. Um, <laughs> the director is Shaka King. Shaka. There you go. Nah, dude, this movie was pretty freaking good. I enjoyed it. What was so good about it? Uh, the acting. Can we start there? Yes. Um, David Kaluuya? Kalua. Kalua. I can't get over the fact that... This guy in this we've we've seen him act before, mm-hmm. right? So we know he's got skills from Get Out. Yes, Black what Panther. No, give me something else. He was in something else. Black Panther didn't, doesn't count. It does. I'm thinking of another movie. Uh, we, we got IMDb over here. Queen and Slim. Yes, Queen and Slim. So we know he can act, but what really just throws me for a loop is. You watch the film, and then if you're like me, you go to YouTube and you find like interviews about the film. And then you hear him talking in his native tongue, which sounds like British or something like that. And you're just I'm this is your first time hearing him speak? Yeah, I've never really? heard I've never heard him speak like off off not off camera, but you know what I mean in a non cinematic sense. He was born in London. Okay, so what do you what do you call is that British or is that British? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, I'm just like, man, if this is how he talks casually, what kind of zone did he have to get into? What? I don't don't know if he 100% nailed Fred Hampton's voice, dialect, tone, vernacular, but still he did a great job. It worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked. I've seen, I've seen other actors. But I've seen, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of uh, people across the pond, like nail American accents. 
Yeah, and I guess I've never taken inventory until now. Yeah, like Idris Elba, like yeah, his native tongue is and not. And again, if I'm pretty sure if, and I'm not not trying to downplay it. Don't hear that. But if we spent time across the pond with people who, with that accent, we could probably pick it up ourselves. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So again, again, not downplaying it because you still have to act. You still have to evoke the emotion throughout all of that. Right. right. And so, no, he did a, he did a terrific job considering. And Walker, I'm going to try to share my thoughts without spoiling it because I, I know there's some people listening that probably haven't seen it yet. And that's fine. You're not really spoiling it because it's based on true that's events. True. That's true. You, that's you true. mean, yeah. All right. Well, since you said that. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows how it ends. <laughs> what? Triggered again. Agitated now. Yeah. What is that supposed to mean? I mean, the, now I'm, I'm confused. We like, know how it ends, but I mean. What do you mean? I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't feel good about that. What was that? Huh? What do you mean you didn't feel good? I didn't feel, feel good, good about it because the ending was so gripping. But we know how. I know. Are I know. You, I know. You, were you maybe, familiar with the story of Fred yes, Hampton? Yes, but maybe I haven't fully gotten over it. I've watched this movie twice, and the ending is just like it's, it's a part that I'm just like, I don't know. I'm kind of like shell shocked. Maybe I'm still emotionally there. Maybe I haven't why detached start, from that. Why don't you start with that part? Yeah, the ending. Yeah, what has you so triggered right now? Well, it was there. There was one. There was one detail I didn't know about his death, and I didn't know he was poisoned. Right. And whatever whatever he was given was supposed to make him sleep through the night. So when they did the raid or whatever, he wouldn't be alarmed and, you know, start a start an uprising of sorts. Uh, so seeing that, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. And I had to rewind it back the first time I watched it. It's like they're they're poisoning him. I didn't I didn't know that about Fred Hampton. So, um, yeah, seeing that. And then, of course, the way they took him out. With his girlfriend, like right there and close, like why didn't they usher her out into the hallway? Maybe that was just cinematic, but the the angle of that shot, I don't think she was leaving them in that moment. Well, no, they they had already. You talking about the police? Yeah, the the police. You remember when they stormed wait, in? Wait, hold on, hold on, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Your question, you didn't understand why? What now? I understand why, and this could have just been cinematic. It may not have happened like this in real life. We don't but, know. Yeah, that's yeah, true. we don't know. But um, I felt like the positioning they had his girlfriend. She was closer to the to his execution than the other people who were pulled out of the apartment. She was the last person. Right. But why not bring her into the hallway where everybody is? Again, this may just be a do cinematic they, element. Do you think they cared? No. But why bring the other guy why bring the other guys out? Is it because she was a woman? She probably seemed like less of a threat. It could have been a cinematic effect just to show her in that moment. It could have been. That scene was just gripping to me. Because it's like But you had to capture that. Yeah, but you look into her eyes. And she, you can see that she knows it's coming. You can see that, and you can feel that pain, that aggression, that emotion. That's why I'm so triggered when he was just like, "We know how it ends." And that's that, I'm not. I'm not mad at Black. I'm not mad at him for saying that. It's just, it just made me revisit that scene, and I saw her eyes again. Oh, you know. Okay. Oh, dang. So, um, dude. So was that was that the that was was that the moment of that movie that gra- that grabbed you no no uh dude <laughs> and this is cliche but um when he was forming in the film when he's when they depict him forming the rainbow coalition and he walks into i mean it was it wasn't a clan rally per se but it was a it was a meeting of 
of white people with a Confederate flag in the back, right? Mm-hmm. And to see him finesse that audience when they were when he was met with opposition, and then the way he did it, and he was able to kind of speak certain words and resonate mm-hmm. with an audience that seemingly against him, that had more impact to me than when he was doing the same thing with whatever that gang was in uh, inner inner city Chicago. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't remember Fred Hampton going toe to toe with any members of the Confederacy. I didn't know Chicago had pockets of Confederacy in it. Right. Okay. So, but that's that scene right there for me was one. I had to run back more times than I ran back his execution. Cause I was just like, I was just I was just taken aback, and again, it's cliche. Black man comes into majority white setting, finesses the crowd, turn you know turns everything around, forms Rainbow Coalition. But it was that scene. It was the bravado. It was the confidence. It was the it was the vernacular. You know, it was the audacity that got me. That that for me that was the most gripping scene in the entire film. So what we're talking about in we're, we're discussing Judas and the Black Messiah movie. Is about the story of Black Panther, uh, Fred Hampton, who uh, we talked about, of course, his his end. But it was impressive that we were talking about a person who at the time of his death was 21 years old. Right. Like wise beyond his his years. Right. So what you were referring to in the movie was him forming the Rainbow Coalition. Right. Where he basically not only worked within the black community, but he worked with rival gangs in different parts of the city, uh, different uh, ethnic groups. Um, You saw him go where there was Puerto Ricans and like they, you know, basically appealed to them. And I think what's so dope about it is. In the scene that you're talking about, he was like, you know, you may not like me, you may not respect me, but you're struggling just like I am. So you can you can do all of that if you want to, but you know you deserve more than what you're getting. And we're fighting for that too. So why don't why don't you take that energy that you have for me and put that towards making a better life for not only yourself but your children and children's children? Right. That resonates. Yeah. You know what I mean? That resonates. Same thing when he talked to uh, the, the, the gang leader. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All those guns pointed at him. It's like, listen, Walton, they're flexing. And well, not really. Do you think he seemed you think he seemed scared? No, it was just humbled. I mean, that situation will humble you. I don't think that's the time to flex. If anything, the gang leader was flexing because when he said, hey, he was like, man, Yo, yo, your breakfast program. We feed children. Da 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 da. Yeah. He's like, I hear you, but how much more can we do together? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, if your if your heart is to really help your community, that has to resonate. Like, I'm not trying to take nothing from you. I'm not trying to move on. I'm trying to do more. But we can do more together than we can. And I think that's what made him such a threat was that he knew how to galvanize people, right? And the movie really centered around, even though we're talking about Fred Hampton, it's centered around COINTELPRO. Yes. Really, the movie yes. was about COINTELPRO, which stands for Counterintelligence Program that was initiated by the FBI. We don't know when it 
officially in it. For all we know, it can still be going on. Right. But COINTELPRO is what the FBI used because they, they targeted groups like the Black Panther Party. They targeted the civil rights movement. They targeted uh, the Nation of Islam. They've targeted these groups and they either did surveillance by tapping their phones, uh, spying, putting, planning people into these organizations to gain intel, to hopefully incriminate, undermine, or even assassinate certain leaders, right? So one of the things that was mentioned is that these movements, you have to identify the Messiah, right? The leader, the person that people gravitate, gravitate towards, the person who's charismatic, the person who knows how to galvanize people in and organize people and create a movement and take that person out. That was really the, the whole point of COINTELPRO, right? So that's where hence the term Judas and the Black Messiah. And I love the naming of it because there's so many striking similarities to Jesus and Judas, yes. right? And so uh, I, I just liked, again, I liked how he brought different people together and that's what made him a threat. You think about Martin Luther King. It wasn't until he started doing like the poor people's campaign where he started working with white people and bringing different groups together to where it was now time to get rid of him, right? As long as you're doing this stuff with black folks, mm. we can tolerate you. Now we're still gonna try to undermine you and whatnot. But uh, yeah, man, it, it was it was that that is a threat. That's a threat. You know what I mean? And what what the 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 scene that gripped me to me what was kind of like a turning point. By the way, Black, have you seen it? I haven't. You haven't seen it, but you do know the story. Yeah. Um, uh, he definitely knows how it ends. Get him out of here. I really is perfect. You done acting? Yes. Okay. Um, it was the scene after because it was so bogus how he got in prison in the first place. Yes. Right. right? <laughs> like really? That's what you. So he he gets he gets he's able to leave on an appeal, right? Stealing ice cream or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Come on, dude. Prison, right? Right. So, um, he gets an appeal goes home and then he has a rally speech right so the rainbow coalition was there and then you saw uh lakeith stansfield uh character i think is bill Bill o'neill yeah he's there and they're saying i am a revolutionary and 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 they're chanting it the whole nine and you can see roy mitchell who worked with the fbi who who actually planted bill o'neill into the black panthers party jaw dropped when they okay. when they cut to him, when they showed them making eye contact, and 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 he and both of them got their fist up, and Bill O'Neill, he, he like he's part of he's he's like part of like the rednecks or whatever in the group, so he's there, yeah. and he's looking at each other, and they're looking at each other, and for me, I think, I think that's at that point when you were seeing Bill, he was having. It got real for him at certain points when he almost got he almost got outed. Yes. Right? A few times. Yeah. Um 
I think that's when it finally got real for him that this is not going to end well for him. Right? Because at that point, you could tell he had gotten close and he began to rise up the ranks. Right? Right. And so he had kind of changed to a degree. Right? Yeah. But he's still a plant. And they were all buddy buddy at the beginning, but when Roy Mitchell of the FBI needed something from him, he he yanked him in place. He yes. put him in his place. Oh yeah. And I think it's just so sad how they use guys like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who really have their backs against the wall and, and have made poor decisions that put themselves in such a position to where you can't really say no. Right. Or you go into prison. Want, and yeah. and then it got bad to the point to where I'm pretty sure he'd rather take prison than the other alternative by outing him out potentially to the Black Panther Party. And it, I think that was a legitimate threat. If You, you mean if Bill O'Neill knew it was going to end up that way? I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying if he had, had the option of just going just to prison or being outed to the Black Panther Party, I'm pretty sure he would choose prison. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Prison seemed like a terrible option at the at one point, but he had got so deep into it to where like the st- like it, the higher you move up, the stakes get higher. Right. Right? right. So we ain't talking about you getting the pre- you, you going to you you being you talking about death, right? So it's just like to see that that mental that mental the mental gymnastics for him and all that that came with knowing that you just got this you got this terrible secret that you're carrying with you for years and you can't tell a soul about it right and like i'm just i was amazed he even decided to do that interview yeah do you think he was ready do you think he was ready to off himself yeah when he told it and i I think so because he offed himself later that night, right? Yeah. You know how he did it? How he killed himself? Yeah. I don't. Please tell me you know. Yeah. Yeah. Walked in front of a moving car. Man, come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, uh, you know what else? What a way to go. Keith Stanfield, who played the part, went to therapy. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. That's how much it, it messed with him. It messed it. <sighs> Yeah, so I'm saying it's it's I can't I mean it's too crass to say it, but it's you talking about effing with your mind yeah. and emotions about that. And you could see him during several points in the film start to crack and you can see but that see, mental th- health begin to but, erode. But 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 what I'm saying, the turning point for that was that scene for him. Yes. That's when it yeah, that's the when the turning point for was him. that scene. Yes. Now, he had a bit of a few moments before where, where he then. was hanging up on him and stuff like that. Well, well, when they when they destroyed the uh when they destroyed their their headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was like I ain't signed up to get shot at and the whole nine the da 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 da. The way he finessed himself out of that. Come yeah. on, dude. Oh yeah. In the middle of a gunfight? Yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it it was like you could just see like he knew like I am way in too deep. Yeah, um, and and they're not going to pull me out. Right, like that's the that's the kicker right there. Yeah, so it's just like I'm in a no win situation. What do you, what do you do? Because he was having fun at first. Like right. he would go to the, the he was at the restaurant. 
meeting up with him, having a good old eating, time. Eating filet, I mean, <laughs> drinking. He clean. Yeah, oh, super clean. Yeah, yeah, so it's 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 like you can see he was enjoying it, but then it got real. Yeah. I think that's when it started getting real for him. Jeez. Um, Let me ask you this. Sure. In terms of Bill O'Neill. Uh, at the end of the film, after after Fred, Hamp- Fred Hampton's execution, there's a scene with him sitting there and uh what's what's the fbi guy's name roy mitchell roy mitchell handing him more cash and keys to a gas station right Mm -hmm. what what is your thoughts about that or excuse me not what is what are your thoughts about that because that that part that part really sent me into a mental sphere of a lot of different things what do you mean like what did it do what do you what was your i put myself in bill o'neill's shoes right which was hard but I had a great empathy for Bill. Yeah, I had great yeah, empathy and, for and him. I, that, that had to have been the direction of the. Uh, he of was the in film. a no-win situation exactly. from the jump. Exactly, no-win situation. But he, here you are, and you know, you and I, you and I have talked about the importance of owning your own business, mm-hmm. right? So we know that that's hard. I'm I'm, I'm married to a uh, small business owner as well. We know that's difficult. So now here you are. You're given the financial means. And you're giving something to start your business, like no loan, no working capital, instant equity. My thing is, if I were him in that situation, I don't know if I'd feel great about that. No one would all would all happen for me to get this. You couldn't. There's no way. So so I can't imagine. There's no way. I can't imagine how Bill O'Neill felt in that moment because we don't know. I, I looked for it. I don't know if he ever went on with plans to. I don't know if he went on and took that gas station and assumed ownership and, you know, ran the business. I don't know if he did that or not. But like, how? No, I think he did. Did he really? I think he did. So, I mean, you're essentially your financial health from that point on is is soaked in the blood of Fred Hampton. Sure. That is blood money. I don't think it helps. It's blood money. It's mental state at that point. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, again, I think it was already jacked. True. But think about how many years he lived after all that happened. Sure. You sure? That's a long, that's a long time. I mean, and he was still, he was still an informant after that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I did he not He didn't stop being that. an informant until like 73. I think he went on, he continued being a informant for them like three more years. I did not know that. Yes. It okay. says that, uh. O'Neill's involvement in the raid was revealed in 1973, and he was relocated to California under the alias of William Hart via the Federal Witness Protection Program. He secretly returned to Chicago in 1984. Yeah, and he killed himself somewhere in the 80s, right? 89. 89. That's a man. It says in that's the a early long hours time of, to live with that. In the early hours of January 15, 1990. O'Neill ran into traffic on interstate. That was a, that was on Martin Luther King's birthday when they when they uh when they released that Come that on, that uh oh, what's the name what's the name of the film? Eyes on a prize. Eyes on a prize yeah. two. Eyes on a prize two. Yeah. No, there's no way you can have peace with knowing what 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 you're doing, and you see what this guy is doing in the community. You see what this guy, you know what I mean. But you are you have. It's either your freedom, it's your freedom, or you got to do what what they're telling you to do. 
And that's just, and I think that's what's so evil about what the FBI was doing. Did you hear, by the way, this week that that the family of Malcolm X has some evidence that links the FBI to the murder of Malcolm X? Even though most people always believe that's been the case, I did not hear. But there's some new there's some new evidence that's coming out about about that. Apparently, uh, an an officer on his deathbed, or they have a letter, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's come out this week. So the family of Malcolm X is, is asking for that case to be reopened. So with the uh, Judas and the uh, Messiah, it, there's a book called The War at Home and they list the five methods that COINTELPRO used. Mm-hmm. The first one was infiltration. Infiltration. Psychological warfare. Har- um. Harassment via the legal Now, psychological system. warfare. Here now, an example. Now, do you remember the movie Selma? Yes. Okay. Do you remember how they would call Martin Luther King's yeah. wife? Yeah. And they play. They yeah. Play, yeah. Okay. Clips of him. So what the psychological aspect of it is with all the stuff he's dealing with when he comes home, he's facing pure hell because of all of this. So they're gonna wear down this. See what I'm saying? It's, so it's an may, intimidation. Maybe, yeah. It's an intimidation tactic in the hopes of driving you to maybe off yourself or just stop. Oh. Yeah. Or just okay. stop. Gotcha. Right. So, again, like again, we we salute these people for for their diligence. But look at what look at what cost. I mean, we even saw it in this movie. Like, I think the reason why she was so stone faced, even though it was just a traumatic moment, he said something critical. See that scene when he came back and was speaking. He was saying a lot in that scene, and he basically was prophesying his death then. And mm-hmm. you can see that tear. See, he died then in her mind. Yeah. So that's what made that whole Dang, scene Walker, you're right. so wild. Yeah. That's why she looked stone faced then. She had already come to grips with it at that scene. Okay. Yeah. Because he was saying, if I die, I'm dying for the people. Right. I don't think I ever connected that before now. But right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's to see what. And, 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 you know, when you watch that movie, you can understand our communities, the tension that exists between the black community and law enforcement. Right. And you can see why. I mean, you heard it throughout throughout the movie. They called them pigs. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you can see why they would probably call them that. Right. If you just you all the time, you just know if you see them, they're going to jam you up for right. no reason. For no reason. For yeah. no reason. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's it, it it talks about that and and it, it explains why there's so much trauma and PTSD with us when we come around law enforcement and while we're not as ooh the cops or you know what I mean it's it's why we don't have that because there's a lot of trauma that's been passed down from generations for obvious reasons right. because this has been an age old problem right. and then to you, you to compound that as you've educated me on you know even the history of police yeah on how it was established i mean that is the inception right of the mental trauma for the black community I absolutely believe. and so you just have compounded over time so yeah yeah well it's funny because you just like pretty much name the other three methods they used like after psychological warfare the third one is harassment via the legal system the fourth fourth one is illegal force there you go. And then the last one is undermine public opinion. Yeah. 
So if they again demonizing you, mm, yeah, and they had the they had the media at at the at their you know what I mean? Yes. So it is wild, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Calling to a pro was, and again, that's why that's why you had a lot of people who have such a negative attitude towards like a Malcolm X, right? Now because Malcolm X said a lot of things that angered a lot of people sure but martin did too yeah so i mean it really is it really didn't matter the thought of one fountain one water fountain angered a lot of people absolutely (laughs) so So, again it's it's if i am disconnected from that experience and struggle but i'm allowing this group who has access to media to paint a narrative about an individual it's going to turn me off from hearing what you have to say most people don't even know that Fred Hampton, most people don't even know who Fred Hampton is. Facts. But if you do find out Fred Hampton, you found out he's a Black Panther, what will blow your mind is that he worked with people who were considered themselves Confederates. Yeah. Right? Who are That's by and large heralded. So that has to undermine the lie. Yeah, but if true. you but if you allow the media to paint you in a certain direct a certain way, people aren't gonna hear what you have to say. Right. So it, it's just it's just that movie the movie taught so i mean again you got a lesson on white supremacy wow and i feel like the whole j edgar hoover scene now the beginning now i heard some people feel like that was kind of overkill okay but no 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 because when he asked roy mitchell because roy mitchell was supposed to be one of the good ones did you catch that yeah yeah he was supposed to be one of the nice ones like i'm just doing my job you know, I'm gonna take care of you. We'll just do this thing. He shouldn't be like, you know, I I listen, there's a right way and a wrong way to protest. You remember he was that? Mm-hmm. That's the wrong way. But see, once you got the once you got the pressure put on you by J. Edgar Hoover, because that's what that that's what that scene was. You remember? Yeah. Your daughter comes home with a da 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 da. A right. black, a black. Come on, Walker. How do you feel? And then, and then when he he was like, "Well, that's not see." When he got that pressure put on him by a true white supremacist and J. Edgar Hoover, you saw where his heart was, right? Yeah. Now you can dictate how a Fred Hampton should respond to oppression, but he's not good enough to come home with your daughter. So you got an opinion about that, but see, your heart once pressures applied, your true heart comes out, right? That man, Ooh, listen, come on, Walker. Listen, listen. That movie was good, yo. Man, that movie was. That movie was good. It was good. It was good, man. Um, but yeah, it was. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot I got out of that. Yeah, man. it was a lot I got out of that. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was stellar acting by every. If if you haven't listen, this is based on a true story, so right. it's just yeah. like we have no spoilers. What have we really spoiled? But it's great acting. Well, well done and put together. Yeah. Yeah. What other um, thoughts you have? No, I just, you know, um, I had a, I had a friend of mine ask me who my favorite character was. And um, <laughs> it's, it was Lakeith. You think so? Yeah. It was him and, and Fred Hampton's um girl. That's who, that's who my favorite. I'm not saying the best, but that's, that's who my favorite character was mm-hmm. in that film. What's his girlfriend? I mean, it's a trauma story. So the people who had the most trauma, in my opinion, now it's not like Fred didn't, right? But there was trauma throughout the story of Lakeith. Yeah. 
Stanfield or or, or Bill O'Neill. Like there was trauma through. I thought they matched him up really well yes. too. Yes. Um. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I I thought that I thought that those two stood out. Yeah. To me. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's all we got, man. That was that was good, Walker. Thanks for tuning in to uh, the the Tipping Points film review. <laughs> Don't know when the next time we'll do this, but uh, had to do this for Black History. Yes. Uh, and and I, I believe Fred Hampton was a G. Yeah, that's not he even a question. He was a G. And, and, and I remember hearing about, oh, here's what I wanted to point out. Yeah. How triggering was that scene with Fred Hampton knowing that just last year, Breonna Taylor had a similar fate come on walker i haven't connected this how like we've we as come, emotionally gripped as i was about that scene we, come on walker we come so far but we got so far left to go dude <laughs> <laughs> like like that's that's a true that is a true like that puts me in in the mind of the statement the more things change the more they stay the same and nobody was talking about wanton endangerment back then Mm-mm. not when you've identified fred hampton as a threat of course sure sure my mind is blown i never connected those two sure but again if you're able to COINTELPRO, Pro, if you're able to make him out to be the threat or the villain, now you have just cause you to eliminate him. Yes. And you escape the courtroom. Yes. Easy. 100%. Illegal force. And I thought it was just criminal how there were guys, the people who were in his house at that time of that attack got charged. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that. For what? Ninety-nine shots from only the Ray team. Shot, only only one? one shot fired, but they. Brianna Taylor, anyone? Walker, I got chills, bro. The more, the more things change, the more they stay the same, man. It's sad, bro. I got chills. It's sad, bro. And you can't tell those officers they weren't in the right, right? Breathe, Ronnie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, this is America. Happy Black History Month. Um, with that, shall we get into the prayer list? Yeah. You okay? I'm good, man. You were on a high. I'm actually okay now. Well, that would make sense because we're <laughs> yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> Don't guess the colors of the yin and yang here, folks. Just go with your imagination. Uh, you know who's at the top of my prayer list, Walker. Who? Eldrick. Tiger Woods. I thought I thought we was going to dort him. We can, because I got some thoughts about it. Yeah. But. Okay. We just. Praying, Tiger Woods. Praying, praying nonetheless. For praying for him. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Stay tuned. Did you have anybody else? Nope. I had the family family of Daniel Prude. Remember Daniel Prude of yes. Rochester? Oh, I heard about this. The guy who police officers uh, he was having a mental health episode, and they they put like a the a, something over his his face, I guess for him like if he spits or whatever, and he ended up dying as a result of that. Um, the officers involved in his death will not face charges. So 
just want to keep the family uh lifted up in prayer that could be i can understand how that would be incredibly frustrating so yeah still okay i'm you here no I'm, I'm 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 okay you sure yeah man come on walker okay you want to you want to um maybe i can lift your spirits with a two praise reports please because i don't have any okay um bobby schmert is home no what else you got you don't you don't care that he's he's home from prison okay well i think that's a good thing goodness um A team of pro bono lawyers and advocates have helped to reunite 105 children with their parents who were separated under the Trump administration. That's better. Can you? Oh, man. Just dead silence. Jeopardy music. I'm I'm not here. Do you need a session, man? (laughs) You need a session. I'm going to get through. I'm just not here. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. That was better. You got PTSD? (laughs) No. I'm good. I'm good. I just need a moment. Okay. What? What are you looking at me like that for, Black? It just seemed like you need to decompress. I'm good. Just keep talking. I'll be fine. Podcast tales, stress disorder. (laughs) Not so tremendous now. And you're happy. This must be the tipping point. Shall we get Doherty? Yes, please. Who you got? You want to talk about Tiger since you brought let, him out? Let's tee off with Tiger. See what you did. See there. what I did there? Yeah. Uh, everybody knows this by now, but uh, earlier this week, Tiger was involved in a single car crash where he sustained some massive leg injuries. Walker, I even heard an account of his bones popping out of his leg when they were removing him from the car. Discuss or trash? Discuss. I'm glad. I'm glad Tiger's okay. Let me just start off there. He's going to be okay. He was transferred to some some other... Cedars-Sinai. Cedars-Sinai, which, which he was at a really high or highly critical facility first. Cedars-Sinai, not so much which would indicate an improvement in condition. Thank you. Here's what I don't like. Here's where I got triggered this week. I don't like the messaging. I I think I think as a society we only get one chance. We all know what happened with Tiger back in 07, I believe it was. We all know that, right? We've all seen the footage of him going to jail that night we've seen all that that's all we, we we seem to remember we don't want to talk about the story of redemption seeing this man come back years later to win the masters when he he really he really didn't have a shot to win that year it was only a couple years ago i believe he's won he's won a few tournaments since then too okay okay so i don't like when this news breaks the thought is He's drunk. He was under the influence of something. I I understand we live in a clickbait society. I understand you have to develop narratives to get people to look at it. When you get people to look at it, you get paid. When you get paid, you feed your family. I get it. I just 
don't like it. Well, is it true? No. So that's what make that's what makes it egregious. But why is that the first thing? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Sorry, well, we live in a negative Sorry. society. We do. We do. Think about it, though. Think about it. God rest his soul. But when Kobe's helicopter crashed, what? It was it was poor. Like we we had immediate empathy for not only his family but everybody else involved. Sure. When Tiger is in a single car crash, where's the immediate empathy? I think there was some empathy out there, but I do hear what you're saying. There My was, ears are open, Walker. Where where, some, where was it? Where there was, was some it? Some empathy. Where? You talking about in part of the media? Yeah. Oh. Because my notifications on my phone all covertly led you to I'm not, suspect. I'm not looking to empathy from the media, though. Why, why, would we, why would we look to the, to the media for empathy? Because the media gave it to us when Kobe's helicopter crashed. But Kobe also wasn't flying a helicopter. That's fair. I wouldn't exactly compare the compare the two like that that's fair walker okay that's fair okay again you have enough empathy for 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 him i wouldn't i wouldn't need anyone to join you in that if you have empathy empathy for him did you did you happen to see or read the comments made nope (laughs) you gotta tell me rory mcelroy former golf pro or fellow golf pro phil mickelson fellow golf pro sure I don't I don't have them here. I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> Walker, you make more use of this resource than I ever will. Thank you. <laughs> I mean that. The I guess the heartbeat of their messages was let's not worry about if Tiger was under the influence. Let's not worry about if Tiger's gonna play golf again. Let's not worry about other surface level things that were involved in this crash let's be thankful that this man is still alive and that his kids don't have to go without their father okay that punched me in the chest walker in a good way and i'm thankful for these guys for using their platform to inject some positive emotions into a very sketchy looking situation at least the that the media has created okay that's all i gotta say about this walker um okay i think you paraphrased it i think we're good yeah that's pretty much what they said yeah one last thing i'm biased here because as i told black before before our podcast i don't know if i would ever place a golf club in these fingertips, if it wasn't for Tiger Woods, I surely wouldn't be wearing this hat right now. Okay. So, considering that, yeah, I'm a little emotionally involved in the messaging behind this story. We gather. I, I, <laughs> Sorry. We gather as much. Yeah, Ronnie's back. Yeah. It's on you, bro. If you don't have anything to add. I don't really have much to add here. Um, my prayers are for him for a speedy recovery. I'm happy he's he's alive and, and will recover. So that's that's all I have there. I, I, who cares? Who cares? Let me ask you this. If it comes out that he did have, 
he was under the influence. Does that affect you any? No. Okay. Can I leave that there or should I expound? You don't have to. Okay. You don't have to. That's I'm, gonna be I'm with you. What? My opinion wouldn't change. No. I don't think I care that much about it anyway. Well, goodness, Walker, why is that? Well, let me rephrase. Thank I don't you. care. Lord have mercy, Caesar Walker. What I mean by that is I don't care either way. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, is that... <laughs> Man, he about to come across that table. I know, right? You better clarify. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by clear... Okay, let me clarify. What I mean is I don't, I don't care either way. Just kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, I don't care either. Like, like under the influence, I'm like I don't care. Like, is he's okay? Good, fine. I'm happy he's recovering. Like, you're, just look, you're just looking at the human level. Yeah, like what? Who cares about that? Like, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? I don't like whatever. Like, I okay, get your story, whatever. But you know, whatever. So long as he's okay, you know what I mean? And I just hope he's, I hope he's in a good space because I don't know what that does to you as an athlete to be in a wreck like that and begin to question things, right? Because much of his life, he's been a golfer. He's been an athlete. So I know that's in his head, right? And he's been spending so much of his time still proving that, hey, I know I'm Tiger, but I've been proving that, yo, I'm still, I still got it. Right. So for the have an injury like this at this point of his career can be kind of it can weigh it can weigh a little heavy on him. So who cares about how it happened? Right. So whatever. I mean, he could have been texting for all we know. Like, we just don't know. Things happen. Yeah. Things happen. So I don't care. I don't I don't I don't. I, I, so when I say I don't care either way, that's what I meant by that. Thank you for I clarifying, Walker. You're welcome did that just for you buddy all right um care about me herschel walker herschel walker doesn't think that we black folks should have reparations discuss or trash discuss i want to hear what hersh has to say about yeah. it young hersh a little bit of a lengthy clip would you like to cue me cue me up am i good to go you're good i'm gonna hit play over the past year has become a hot topic. I asked the question why. There's been many surveys show that a large percentage of black and white teens would say racism is better today than yesterday. We, as, we use black power to create white guilt. My approach is biblical. How can I ask my heavenly father to forgive me if I can't forgive my brother? I never want to put anyone's religion down, but my religion teach togetherness. Reparation teach separation. Slavery ended over 130 years ago. I'm back. How can a father be asked his son to spend prison time for a crime he committed? In the case we speak of, research, we're researching father back in history, a history many are not taught or spoken about in school. America is the greatest country in the world to me. A melting pot of a lot of great races a lot of great minds that have come together with different ideas and make America the greatest country in the earth, on earth. Have, many have died trying to get into America. No one is dying trying to get out. Reparation, where would the money come from? Does it come for all the other races except the blacks taxpayers? Who is black? What percentage of black must you be to receive reparation? 
Do you go to 23andMe or a DNA test to determine the percentage of blackness? Some American ancestors just came to this country 80 years ago. Their ancestor wasn't even here during slavery. Some black immigrants weren't here during slavery, nor their ancestors. Some states didn't even have slavery. We as black Americans have always wanted what the Constitution stated, all men, black, white, and today Latino, Asian, Italian, etc., should be guaranteed the alienability of rights of life, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Years later, after slavery ended, Dr. King, I have a dream speech, said, the, sign, the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation was a great beacon of light, but hundreds of years later, we're still not free because of segregation and discrimination. Today, I call that reparation. Now, he says a lot more and he actually, um, he's an, he's, he, he was testifying today to conquer to Congress against HR 40. You know what HR 40 is? Yes. Um, the study for study for reparations. Um, but he doesn't even want us to, he doesn't even want there to be a, an actual study or research on reparations or what that would look like should we pursue reparations what are your thoughts to what he said uh, my thoughts are simple i could sum them up in three letters y'all ready for this yeah c t e <laughs> <laughs> it's real it's real i just heard how real cte can be you think that's I just what, heard- you think that's what that is the question i can't i can't i can't ask are you sure i can't ask that i'm sure i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sure i'm sure i want to ask you another question about cte (laughs) i'm sure well you're nicer than i am Because I was just going to say that this Negro is in the sunken place that's all i was going to say that's all i was going to say you you what 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 i don't even know where to start can i say this can i say this because i'm i'm a christian you're a christian right yes okay so he he used how can i forgive expect forgiveness from my heavenly father but not but ask for reparations right right okay um there were people who in the name of Christianity enslaved black people. Come on, Walker. Okay? Come on. There were people who took the Bible actually <laughs> they actually didn't even take the like they created a their own Bible from the actual Bible and took out scriptures that contradicted what they were trying to do, right? Called the slave Bible, right? right? Okay. And they preached that servants should obey their masters, right? And that, that your reward would be in heaven, right? right? Now, we're gonna make money off of you here, but your reward is coming in heaven. You just need to obey your man. That's, that's, that's what that's the Christianity that those slaves were exposed to, right? 
So what about that? Oh, Hirsch. What about that? Does just to coin something he said, does that seem like separation to you, Walker? Yes. So, and I, I may paraphrase, but one thing that I remember him saying was reparations are a form of separation. Segregation. Segregation. Yes. I don't understand how this, this country, this country got really wealthy off of that. That's a fact. And you don't believe that Americans are descendants of slaves don't deserve something for that. I'm, I'm going to give Hirsch a little, a little credit. He was right. About? Do you think slavery existed in Hawaii? Mm, no. Okay. What's your point, though? He said some states didn't have slavery. Sure. Actual. Okay. Do you think there were slaves in Alaska? No, I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I give him a point there. Hmm. For the sake of giving points, yes. Because you know, I like to, I like to see the best in everybody, no matter how bleak it may look. Listen, I don't have to see paint him as a bad person. He's just He's wrong not. here. Yeah. He's yeah. just wrong. I'm here. so glad you said that. He's Walker. just who cares about that? Like yes. if I say two yes. plus two is five, that doesn't mean I am an evil man. Right. 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 It just means that I don't know math. Right. And and in Herschel's case, you just don't know like the HR forty is for the study. Like you're asking questions that HR forty would address. And did you did you did you at any point in hearing that think well, you, you just kind of validate it, but my thought was like, if you're so concerned about this, why don't you get involved? Or just get out of the way. Or just get out of the way. That would be more clearly. Clearly, you don't want to be involved. Just get out of the way. We're not surprised, though. Herschel is. He's, he's had comments similar to this. He's in a sunken place. Okay. He's still, in a sunken place. We still love him, right? Do I still love him? Yeah. With the love of the Lord. We Absolutely. There we go. This isn't this isn't personal. No, it's just I see you're trying to evoke Christianity. You don't want to go there. Right. Don't let's not go there. Let's not do that. Because the questions you ask in that capacity, I would love to ask Herschel and hear what he has to say about that. Those are real questions. Those are questions that are going to talk about Christianity. Right. 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 Because Christianity back then was like, hey, that was their brand. of Now, we know that's not what Christianity is about, but right. you couldn't tell the slave master that. Exactly. Hey. Facts. Okay. All right. If we're going to go down that road. I'm going to go reach road. out to Herschel's PR group and, and I'm going to see if I get them on here. And I'm going to say this. You know, I speak my mind here. <laughs> That's why I have you, Walker. I've never known white guilt to derive from black mm. power or pride. Right. Feel away. Feel guilty. White right? supremacy did that. Right. Yeah. That didn't come from us. That didn't come from us. Right. We we are the oppressed. <laughs> right. Right. We're just pointing out, hey, America is not living up to its ideals. Right. And here's why. If we're responsible, if we're responsible for white guilt then my goodness, just let all 
Just let everyone off the hook then. Why don't you, Herschel? Hirsch. Hirsch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just let everyone off the hook. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my bad, Hirsch. I didn't know it was our fault. <laughs> my bad. We're better now that we know. Yeah, I know, right? Now we can make the adjustment. We can just shut the F up, right, Hirsch? All right, what you got? Oh, <laughs> uh, Walker. Um, Brooklyn, you been there? It's on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. What else you got? Because <laughs> y'all complimented him on this shirt. <laughs> You've been to Birmingham, right? Have no, I? No, no. What are you talking? About? Brooklyn, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was so embarrassing. I'm sorry. Um, in Brooklyn. There's a man by the name of Kyrie Irving who plays professional basketball. <laughs> I want to trash this so bad. You want, so should Let's, I, should discuss, I no, let's <laughs> discuss this. What you got? Okay. I, want, I want to know where you going with this. So Kyrie made a statement earlier this week that he feels like Kobe Bryant should replace Jerry West on the NBA logo. Check this out, Walker. They put a whole bunch of mics in Jerry West's face, virtual mics. Jerry West even said, I'm open to the discussion. PR safe. Because <laughs> you can't say you can't say what you really want to say. And if I'm Jerry West, I'm like, there's no way you're pulling me off the logo. I wouldn't be mad at him if he said that. I should have trashed this. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now, Walker. You're in. <laughs> My question to you, Walker, because I know you care about the NBA. You're a LeBron guy. <laughs> That was a good setup. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Walker, I've got a few questions, and I want you to answer these in sequence because I'm just going to give them to you. Is Kyrie out of his mind? That's the first question. Question number two, is it time to change the NBA logo? Question number three, if it is time, will it actually happen? No, I don't know. And I don't care. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> Actually, Jerry West has gone on record prior to this and saying he would be open to him being removed. It's, P- the- it's PR safe. Why you say that? Again, what if what if Jerry West said what he really felt in terms so of? So you think he's not being honest? Would you want to be pulled off the logo? But he said that, I think, two years ago, a year or two ago, two years ago. And he wasn't under no pressure. He could have spoke his mind then. So, again, you're saying he's not being he's being disingenuous. I don't I don't think he's telling the truth. Okay, I think he's a guy that's been well versed on what to say. And he's sticking to that. Okay. Do you think if Kobe was alive, this would be a discussion? No, that's a re- that's an even better question than I had here, Walker. It wouldn't be. Good point. I don't think it's a discussion now. Um, do you have anything else? No. <laughs> Shall we get to slam that door since you just stormed out of here? <laughs> Goodness gracious, Walker! Slam the door behind you. <laughs> What? Wait, wait, wait. Do I have any more door topics? Do you have any more? I have one more. Okay. Okay. The Biden Equality Act. 
Discuss or trash? I'm really shout good. out some player of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Why, Walker? I'm not doing this with Why? you. Why? These I'm are not. opportunities to present perspective. On what? On how you feel about the the proposed equality act? I want to know. Black wants to know. Black, do you, no, 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 no. Black, do you want to know about this? I'll leave it up to Black. You want to discuss or trash this one, Black? Well, I'm not familiar with the topic. Me either. <laughs> trash. All right. Does that mean you want to know about it? Sorry. I would want to know more about it if there was going to be a back and forth, but it seems like there will not be. Would you like for me to pick this up next week? I would like for you to do whatever you feel comfortable doing, sir. Shout out, Stan. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the whole point of this. Well, what's, what's the whole point? It took it took me it took me at least seventeen episodes, but I finally came to grips with the fact that it is okay if you trash one of my topics. This is it's the whole point of this, so I am okay. So you just thought it was just discuss and discuss when we first started doing it. <laughs> yeah, I used to take it personally that he would trash some of my he topics. He went. He went Black. Live it, it. It took me a while, but now I'm like, okay. He went. You know the emoji, like the brain mind blown emoji. That was him, like a volcano. Yeah, on a weekly basis for more than ten episodes. I know at least. I was like, this is called disgust <laughs> or. So, growth personified. Okay. Okay. It's trickier with him though. You know it's tricky with him because he there's two there's two there's two gatries there's two gatries right you'll say something and then he gives you the emotional and then he'll come back after he gets it out and then he'll be like okay let's talk about it so he'll trash stuff off of his initial emotion knowing good and well he wants to talk about it so when I sometimes I would push through and we're gonna talk about it anyway he gives me dialogue. Ama- See, look at him. <laughs> Can't deny it. I haven't heard anything wrong he said. Okay. I I was expecting you to trash Kyrie. I didn't know where you were going with that. Dang it. I should let you finish more often. Who's your shout out for the for the final shout out for Black History Month? Walker. Who you got, man? I have a gentleman by the name of Clive Campbell. Clive? Yes. Oh, Clive. You two may know him as DJ Cool Herc. Okay. Anything or is it just me? Keep going. (laughs) Born Clive Campbell, um, a Jamaican immigrant. He has been credited as the inventor of what we now call hip hop. Yeah. During the early 70s, he threw his first ever hip hop party in the Bronx. Right. During this party, what Cool Herc decided to do was take the most entertaining parts of a lot of funk music, most most namely James Brown, kind of get to the part that everybody likes, scratch it up, sample it, and incite all of these chants over the music. You two call this rap nowadays. This all went down in 73. DJ Cool Herc served as a key influencer 
to Africa Bambata and Grandmaster Flash, who commercially get credit for being the pioneers of hip hop. What I want to drill home here, not only because because I'm a hip hop fan, okay, but I don't only want to drill into the importance and value of DJ Cool Herc, but I want to provide some awareness too. Commercially, DJ Cool Herc gets absolutely no credit. So you got to think hip hop in its entirety has really been eating off of Cool Herc for decades. Talk about your reparations here. All right. So DJ Cool Herc is a name that's brought up very often on Sway in the Morning that I listen to religiously. And when I heard about this man's situation and how this man's like not even eating off of this stuff, and he's a key innovator, influencer, the I mean, essentially <laughs> handcrafted hip hop. I was like, man, this guy's gotta be my last Black History Month shout out. Because if this is not Black History personified, I don't know what is. DJ Cool Herc. Shouting you out, bro. Not bad. I like that one. Thank you. I thought about shouting out someone close to close in that space. Okay. Gil, Gil Scott Heron. Hmm. Familiar with Gil Scott Heron? I'm not. Yeah, he's a musician. Poet. Oh, oh not. Um, but I went instead with Frederick McKinley Jones. He actually pioneered the modern refrigeration system. Known uh-huh. commonly as the refrigerator. On a hot summer night, this is courtesy of CNN. On a hot summer night in 1937, Jones was driving when he, an idea struck him. What if he could invent a portable cooling system that would allow trucks to better transport perishable food? So in 1940, he patented a refrigeration system for vehicles. A concept that suddenly opened a global market for fresh produce and changed the definition of seasonal food. He and Numero, someone else in the, in the article, oh, Joseph Numero, parlayed his invention into a successful company, Thermo King, which is still thriving today. It also helped open new frontiers in medicine because hospitals could get shipments of blood and vaccines. Before his death, Jones earned more than 60 patents, including one for a portable X-ray machine. In 1991, long after after his death, he became the first African-American to receive the National Medal of Technology. So this guy came up with an idea how to transport goods and services without it spoiling. And a brother did that. So part of our final black history shout out a guy who pioneered rap and a guy who pioneered the the modern refrigeration system frederick mckinley jones i like that walker who's been silly walker mine's kind of sad so Uh i hope you got something a little funny a little funny i do okay good um i think so at least um, this shouldn't be shocked, but I'm taking you to Florida again. Me too. I'm okay. in Florida. Orient Road Child Development Center? No. Good. Okay. Well, not good because this story is terrible, especially as a parent. So 
Or is, is this dark? Yeah. Fitting. Or <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Orient Road Child Development Center. Right. Um Dang, now I don't know if I want to say this. Will you finish the <laughs> Okay? <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, and there, there are no names given in this story, so we're just going to focus on the daycare. So a a male comes to pick up their infant child at daycare, which is common, which happens every day, and was given someone else's child, infant, seven month old. So upon noticing it, this man says, "Hey, this isn't my child." The lady, I guess, handling the handling the precious cargo says, I believe it is, but we'll go and check to make sure. You telling you telling this man, father of a child, who his child is. Strike number one. Okay, right. So the man is patient. He's left. And as it details in his article, he's left holding this child that isn't his while this woman goes to go find what he says is his child. Woman comes back. Sir, there are no other children back there. This is your child. So the man, as is detailed here in this article, calmly walks back to his car, calls his wife. Here's the situation. Here's what's going on. Wife comes to the daycare. Y'all with me still? I'm with you. Wife comes to the daycare raising royal cane. Okay. Can we can I pause you right here? Absolutely. Do you call your wife? If this happens? Yes. No. Good answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only because I val- I value the lives of those employed at the daycare. Me too. And I don't I, I know my wife is not going to do anything sensible when it comes to the endangerment of her children. I don't think my wife will act. Mm, I don't know. I got to ask her. I gotta, I'm not going to answer for her. I don't. I haven't seen her. I'll answer I confidently I, on this. I, I haven't seen Mother Bear come out yet. Because okay. Mother Bear is real. Yeah. All right. So not only that, Walker, in the middle or in between mom coming to the daycare the mother of the child that was mistakenly given to the wrong, not mistakenly, but that was given to the wrong parent shows up. So his child, their child, their child, the, the, the mother, the parent who they gave his child to comes back. Yeah. She comes to pick up the child. It's at the end of the day. I'm guessing it doesn't say that in the, in the article. So when she gets there, I'll, I'll say parent B. Okay. When parent B shows up, your child's not here. Parent B, before wife and parent couple A gets there, is raising Holy Cane. She even calls 911, makes a distress call. No one, here's where I am. No one knows where my child is. Please find my child. Right. Right. In the midst of this, whoever the manager was at the daycare that time comes in to do damage control. She then identifies or she, she's able to find the issue. She's saying, OK, look, that kid that is with parent group A really needs to go to parent B. So now we have another issue. 
where's the cow where's the child for parent group a because now they're left without a child so the so the child that they gave the man initially wasn't even the parent they didn't even do a clean swap right like they didn't right. even okay pa- so parent so b comes in child her child is with parent a in the car because he's waiting for wife to come down yes to them there's no child here for you parent b meanwhile the child is really in the parking lot okay so they did do it yeah. even but the, yes. the child that they came back looking for they came back with the same experience he had correct correct so they just they just giving babies just to whoever gotcha here's the thing walker and it's an anticlimactic ending the child of parent group a was at the daycare in the wrong class but here's the kicker the the teacher as as put in this abc2 abc2 news report the teacher in the class where parent A's infant was has had an experience doing this before. Mm. As a parent of two young children, so what happened? There no uh, no no charges were filed. As a parent of two young children who have both been in daycare, I cannot even begin to fathom what my mental state would be if I was in this situation. Orient Road Child Development Center. Let's get it together. Oh, I got a sound effect here. I don't even know what sound effect to play for this. You idiot! I told you this was dark. I didn't like this. My uh, player of the week goes out to... Goes out to 29-year-old Brooklyn native Eric Spencer, who back on the 2nd of this month of February was one of four men who uh, burst into his store um, in broad daylight. Um, It was actually a Chanel store and stole nearly $190,000 in merchandise. Okay. No harm yet. What else? He was found this past Saturday uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He was apprehended. And uh, if you want more, you want to know more about how he got caught. That is where ABC's uh, Channel 7, Manhattan, comes into play. Would you like to cue me, sir? Oh, sure. Keeping you connected. It's ring the leader of a brazen robbery at the Chanel store, Chanel store in Soho in Manhattan earlier this month has been arrested in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Prosecutors say 29-year-old Eric Spencer of Brooklyn, one of four men who burst into the store while it was open on February 2nd, grabbed nearly $190,000 worth of goods. Spencer allegedly brandished a gun during the heist. Prosecutors say the next day he bragged on social media that he could open a small boutique with what was stolen. He bragged on social media. Three other suspects still on the loose. Now, now, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gap. Here's what I've realized. Okay. He's 29, right? So that's what almost what nine, nine, almost 10 years younger than us. You know what I mean? 
So what I realized is you and I came up at the beginning stages of what's been known as like the video game era, right? And you know, the thing about the video game era is that you can be who you wanna be, you can do what you wanna, there's no consequence, right? You can shoot whoever, do whatever, because after all, it's just a game. It's not, not real life, right? right? I believe that a lot of people today not just necessarily a young you thing, but especially young people. A lot of people treat social media like it's video games. I can be whoever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do because this is not real life, right? Right. It's not real life, it's social media. Here's the problem with that. Unlike video games, the FBI is actually on social media. And they're looking at you doing all this ridiculous behavior, all of it. it. They actually peruse social media for clues, believe it or not. So if you're bragging on stuff that you stole, don't be surprised if they catch you. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, okay? Like again, again, he probably would have been caught anyway, but you guaranteed that you would get caught by bragging on it on social media. Our willingness to stunt and chase clout and do all this stuff baffles me to no end. And also baffles Ren. You idiots! Is it better? Yes. Okay. Let's get out of here, man. Good podcast, by the way. Yeah. That's when I've done all that. So if you also agree, please share this podcast with someone that you know who would enjoy it. We want to thank you guys for definitely tuning in to our latest and greatest. Guys, if you haven't already, subscribe on whatever streaming platform that you're streaming this podcast from or where you like to stream your podcast. You can also Follow us on our social medias at on IG and Twitter at the T-H-A tipping point. One word, of course, the tipping point. And that's all I have. Oh, YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube page for our content. And with that said, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we absent one from another. Go in peace. Have a, produ a productive and safe week. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. He's Ronnie Gatchery. We are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Yeah.